Hey everybody, Coach John Daly here, back again with uh, a little preview with our good friend, Dr. Jeff Lip. So we have our third uh, installment here in our in our series. That's definitely, uh, we don't have a number as far as uh, what we're going to do, um, but let me tell you, Jeff's sharing his story. I hope we keep doing this for a, a long, long time because I, I can see this kind of connecting into so many different directions uh, in helping people. I know it's helped me and I hope it helps you too. Uh, so he goes into a little bit more of his story uh, and a little bit more uh, in-depth as far as some of the details that uh, he had to deal with and, and um, handle and put up with and you know, kind of turn the corner a little bit uh, coming up in these next few podcasts. Uh, so I know what he talked about and what uh, he asked me some questions and we had a great dialogue going. Uh, really, really helped me out. I, I came away inspired after uh, we recorded this and um, listening to it again same thing. And so I, I know that hopefully uh, it's going to connect with you guys too. So without further ado, here's the awesome Dr. Jeff Lip in our third installment. Enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Coach John Daly with another episode with Dr. Jeff Lip. It's number three in our series. And uh, again, if, if possible, hopefully you were able to listen to uh, parts one and two, um, although Jeff might have a couple fill-ins there to, to catch us up a little bit and get us back on track. But, uh, Jeff, looking forward to talking to you. Are you there, my friend? I am, my friend. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, too, and great seeing you today, buddy. So what do we got in store for Part 3 today? So uh, I figure I'll just pick up a little bit from where I left off uh, with 1 and 2. Um, Good. 1 being a kind of a recap of my life professionally. 2, I started to... Uh, disclose a little bit about all the loss and grief that I experienced with the relationship. And today I'm going to kind of focus my uh, talk on losing my dad, unfortunately. But um, let me give you a little recap if you didn't have an opportunity to listen to the second one because it picks up a very good position. On March 14th, I was experiencing a very big high, meaning that I finished my dissertation. I was finally called Dr. Lip after seven years, which was great. And then on April 23rd, um, unfortunately, uh, Sarah uh, made a decision to leave that evening and uh, not salvage the relationship that we had built for the last 14 years. On August 14th, we both attended a court session out in Oakland County, Michigan, um, went out there, and unfortunately, we were officially divorced on that particular day. And then on August 18th, four days after our official divorce date, I... Uh, would have hit seven years with her, but unfortunately we didn't make it that far. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, learning in the second, uh, talking about the second podcast, I was really a focus around the relationship that Sarah and I had that's unfortunately now dissolved, but that was three years ago. And in that conversation, I learned a lot about relationships, um, relationships being a 50-50 split, and then um, the rejection that I felt from her going through that whole experience was very, very difficult. And then uh, learning how to take accountability for everything that I did that caused us to get to that particular point. And then, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit this morning, John, about accountability and how empowering that can be if you mm. take accountability for everything that you did wrong in the relationship. Um, I don't know if you ever had that accountability feeling ever take place in a relationship that you had too, John. Was that ever experience? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and, uh, Boy, 27, 27 and a half years of marriage, there's been you know, plenty of times of uh, kind of shirking um, mm -hmm. accountability and, and responsibility and blaming. 
Mm. Um, mm. But you know what? I tell you, things go a lot easier when I've taken ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, not only does it give me um, some power and some confidence, and, and you know, things still don't go perfectly all the time, but mm-hmm. um, boy, I'm able to give a lot easier. I'm able to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of take in my wife's uh, feelings and thoughts a lot easier when um, I've taken accountability on my own instead of. When I'm not taking accountability. I thought about this recently. When I'm not taking accountability, um, whenever I'm talking with her and I start getting frustrated, I, I times lash out at her, blaming her. But what is really the problem is me, you know. And mm. I'm just lashing out and trying to deflect the reality of that it's not me. But even deep down inside, I know it is. And it's just like mm-hmm. so. It's been really kind of uh, powerful here, you know, the last few years of kind of make, trying to make this transition. So that's an excellent point. I love that point. Good, good. I mean, it, it's difficult for a lot of people to take accountability in a lot of the relationships they're in because, you know, be, it's a humbling experience more than anything, but oh. it's good. And, and congratulations on 27 years of marriage, my friend. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. means a lot. All right. So continue with that. Now you know my little bit of a timeline. I'm going to extend the timeline uh, up until my dad's death, unfortunately. So you heard the last day that I gave you was August 18th. Uh, 2014, and then unfortunately, I'm going to jump a little bit ahead to January 13th, 2015. On January 13th, 2015, at approximately 9 a.m. in the morning, I lost my dad. Um, it was one of the most crushing things that I experienced because as I continue to talk about relationships, my, my father was a huge uh, role model, a huge person figuratively in my life, because um, he meant so much to me, and he provided for this family tremendously. Um, mm. My dad uh, was battling something called amyloidosis. John, are you familiar with what amyloidosis is? I am not, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, if you ever get an opportunity to Google amyloidosis, it's a rare kind of form of blood disease where basically um, there's toxic blood that flows to different parts of the organs and then eventually starts shutting these organs down. Um, how do you treat amyloidosis is quite similar to how you would treat cancer. My dad never got to chemo or anything of that nature, but unfortunately he did experience dialysis and, uh, you know, his kidneys were the first things to basically shut down. Um, at the end, what, what basically took his life was um, he was septic from all the, uh, you know, toxics, uh, toxins that were in his body. So it was a, it was a very tremendous loss for me. Um, and me recapping everything that I experienced with my ex-wife and then now losing my dad, this is all happening within the less, less than a year span um, after I've just finished my, dis- my dissertation and my PhD. I-, I can't even tell you what the uh, state of depression that was particularly in. So um, the reason I'm sharing this is because um, I, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, the transition that it took to get to that particular experience of um, my dad's funeral and everything of that nature because those are meaningful stories that I want to share with you and obviously anyone that's listening uh, how I overcame a lot of this loss and grief to you know, get to a better state of mind. So after my dad died, uh, my family had to go ahead and find a pastor um, to basically give the whole service and direct the service for my dad's funeral. So I'm I'm Chinese, um, and um, I speak a little bit of Cantonese. And my my family, my immediate family, especially my dad's side, they all speak Cantonese. So it was very difficult for my family and I to try to find a pastor that can speak Cantonese and 
English at the same time because we obviously had a lot of people from our um, our side of our family and our, my friends and my, my sister and my brother's friends that would come and support the family during our time of loss. Um, so I'm going to share, I'm going to read a little bit to you, John, and to the audience a little bit about uh, what this pastor was for me. His name was Pastor Wong, an amazing person that can speak fluent Cantonese and fluent English. So we were truly blessed and um, just to have someone conduct the whole ceremony. So in my eulogy, uh, I gave a little introduction. I'm going to share my eulogy with you and the listeners today, and then uh, we'll continue to proceed forward uh, with a little bit of the story today. Um, So this is from my eulogy about Pastor Wong. Uh, As I look around and I see everyone here from my dad and my family, I am truly overwhelmed by all the love and support this family has. Before I start talking about the most amazing person I have ever known in my life, I want to truly thank Pastor Wong for everything up to this point. Now, unfortunately, my Chinese is not as good as Pastor Wong, so I will be doing my eulogy English. Plus, I really don't think all of you want to hear me speak Chinese, because if I did, then many of you would think to yourself if this person is really Chinese. Or better yet, is he speaking in a new Chinese dialect that I've never heard? So you can see from that little introduction, my Chinese is not as good as my pastor, but this family was truly blessed to have a person conduct that ceremony. So as uh, he was able to sign on and help us support us through that whole direction, um, what I'm going to share with you and a lot with the listeners are some paragraphs that I took from the eulogy itself that I kind of uh, you know, shared with the whole group there that was able to ex- ex- experience the funeral with us and the family that day. Um, th- these, are, these are very uh, meaningful passages that I'm going to share. Uh, one day I'll get to a point where hopefully I put all this stuff into a book and then um, I'm able to share the whole five pages that I wrote on that particular day. But these are things that more than anything I took from my dad were relationship things that I wanted to stress with people and um, to give everyone a state of mind of how, how dark it was for me in general. I mean, we're talking about in the span of nine months losing my, ex, losing my wife, losing my dad, and trying to learn from all this pain because it was just a tremendous amount of pain, my friend. Mm. So I'm going to start the eulogy a little bit. So that was the introduction to Pastor Wong. I'm going to start talking a little bit about uh, my dad and this eulogy. So I'm going to read a little bit. Uh, Throughout this last week and over the last six months, my father has met many people that have tried to help him overcome this debilitating disease. Each appointment that I took him to and each hospital visit that I had, every person would say just how kind, nice, and funny my father was. Through Facebook and the hundreds of texts I received, People wanted my family and me to know just how amazing and truly personable he was. I remember on Sunday night after he was sent to the ICU, his first words to my sister and I were, where am I going to get out of here and how is the food down here because I am hungry. Then then Kathy, who was my sister, and I tried to explain the seriousness of the situation to my dad and I hoped that his blood pressure would just go up. He then reminded my sister and me that once again he was hungry and that he could really use some of mom's cooking. No matter what it was, John, which is very interesting, my dad was a, a truly positive person. Now, I don't know, do you surround yourself with a lot of positive people, my friend? Oh, you betcha. It's something that I've um, tried to do for a long time, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have uh, family and um, people at work and uh, a ton mm-hmm. of students, and oh, my God, it's just it's a lifesaver, buddy. Absolutely, my friend. And that, that, that's, that's why I surround myself with you, and anyone else knows that are really good with people that can handle emotion. And so positive people, they just generate 
um, just amazing relationships with people. So my dad was one of those people. He was a person that everyone gravitated towards because he would just make a joke out of nothing. And if no one laughed at the joke, he would laugh himself. You know, so that's the type of person he was. It was amazing. Um, continue on um, in the eulogy. I'm going to read a couple more paragraphs and sentences. If you've been around me for the last nine months, you know just how difficult my journey through life has been. I experienced pain and misery in my life that has brought me to hell and back. If you personally talked to me over the last nine months, you know that I was not an emotionally stable person and that I have not felt whole in a very long time. Nights over the last nine months have felt like years. I can remember on so many nights how I desperately just wanted to hit the fast-forward button through life and bypass all this depression, but unfortunately, my VCR button would not just cooperate. Mm. It was difficult. I was in the valley, as I, as I talked to you about it before. Um, and so I'm going to continue and we'll talk about a little bit about how I overcame all this stuff. Um, when you lose something you love, life is really never the same again. Throughout all my misery through the last nine months, I've learned a lot about myself and how to become a better man. Now through my dad's death, I remember why I fought so hard to get better quicker. My family and my father needed me to be the one to carry and usher my dad through all this cloud of darkness. My dad, throughout my personal ordeal and during his treatment, taught me the true importance of what it means to stay positive. No matter how many treatments I took him to, he always showed his kind and good-hearted personality. Now, I'm going to share something really funny. Um, hopefully, you'll laugh. I don't know. <laughs> now, when I got home, uh, through his conversations with my mom and I, uh, were just a little bit different. In case you didn't know, my dad was a very stubborn man and hated following treatment plans. I remember several F-bombs being dropped and directed towards me specifically as I informed him <laughs> that he needed to get up and eat. I remember on several occasions, I informed him that I did not speak any English just to try and deflect some of these F-bombs. He then would start dropping Chinese F-bombs at me, and I would tell him that I did not speak Chinese either. He then looked at me and just gave me the finger. Um, at the end, he knew that um, he did have to get up and eat because that's exactly what he needed to do. Mm. Um, I read that because at the most difficult times, uh, you know, going through all the treatment with him and taking him to all his visits and sitting there looking at him when he was at his weakest points uh, I, I just remember how positive he was and how optimistic that things were going to get better and mm. that is the one thing that I truly took away from it um, at the end of everything you know I, I, I just reminded everyone that was there that I loved him very much and um, I would not forget any of the promises that I made to him or to our family and I would think of him every day as I continued to heal and grow and that I knew that no matter what he was going through, he was in such a better place. And that's, that's all I kept telling myself. Um, I remember praying before going, giving this eulogy, that, um, you know, whatever happened from this point forward, that he was always going to be taken care of. And that, that's the only thing I wanted to do, um, because he was, he was very, very sick and um, in a lot of pain. But... Um, you know, doing all that and giving the eulogy and supporting my family, um, I had to put them all before me. And that is one of, the, one of the most important things that I started learning through all these relationship things that I started learning going through all this grief was that in every relationship, if you care about people in general and you try to put them above yourself, 
you're going to be a lot more successful in life with these relationships. Mm. My family had to come first. And, I, and I, I, through all this, what I tried to learn the most was that everything kind of happens for a reason. You know, I'm like, why would I need to go through a divorce? Why did I have to lose my dad? You know, why, 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 why? I remember asking, you know, my creator, my higher power, why all this took place. And, you know, he's not going to answer you or anything like that. But you, you try to fight through everything and you try to have faith that every day got better. And it did. It absolutely got better. Um, I know it's kind of difficult for me to talk about this, but through everything, life did get better, but it just takes time. And uh, what I'm going to do from this point forward is probably share with you um, in the upcoming podcast how life is slowly getting better. It takes time, but every day is you know, a day for a new beginning, a new blessing, mm-hmm. basically. And it's just a day-by-day type of thing. Now, I, I know this kind of story kind of resonates a lot with you, my friend. I know, listening to some of your podcasts, you, you've lost a friend also. Um, how did you get through some of that difficulty? Well, still am, actually. I mean, this was mm-hmm. um, the, the, probably the, the, the painful, there's a couple painful reminders that uh, this was a friend of mine. I kind of grew up with her, and um, she was my senior prom date, Erin. Uh, she lived uh, just two houses away. Um, a year younger than me, um, but we just kind of hung out, you know, here and there and, and did some stuff and never really dated seriously, although, you know, the possibility was there and looking back, you know, probably could have made some different choices, uh, you know, back when I was in high school way back then, uh, you know, probably go out with her and have some fun, but, um, you know, kept in touch a little bit, but the, the, the pain really hurts when she passed away uh, mm-hmm. from cancer uh, this past February. Even with our social media, you know, connections that we all have, and I had it with her, and she didn't live that far away, I still didn't find out up until, like, this summer. Um, mm. You know, and, and so when I did find out, it was kind of a blow, just from the standpoint of, you know, I, I felt bad not keeping in better touch with her because mm-hmm. she was one that I wanted to thank um, just for kind of being, you know, a, a great positive part of my life that – you know, invested in me, was a good friend, you know, made me feel good about myself. Um, just was just a real positive light, you know, and I never got to tell her that. And uh, so that, you know, it, it kind of is weird with all the tools that we got at our fingertips today on social media and how you can really let relationships still kind of uh, drift apart a little bit. And mm-hmm. then when it's too late to, to say something that you want to say, um, that really kind of hammers home the point of, man, you got to keep in touch with people and you got the tools to do it. You just got to continue to reach out and just kind of see how people are doing. And if they're that important to you, you know, mm-hmm. which, you know, a lot of people are, but, um, yeah, so I, I never got that opportunity and, uh, I'm just feeling kind of bummed about it. You know, I'll tell you one thing, um, hearing your story that you really taught me there. And I, I've learned the hard way too. I was always negotiating with myself, my, my inner voice, basically in my head, what could I have done more, you know, or how could I have changed the situation that I was in to make things better for that other person? And I I slowly learned to find out that, you know, the things that I can't control, I can't control. And it's it's a hard lesson for me to learn. And the things that I can't control, well, maybe next time I get an opportunity to try to change that and do better, you know. And so I look at every day is or every single relationship like that in that particular nature is, is a lesson for me. 
So if I can learn from this and then grow from the next relationship that comes from that, I'll be a better person. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. You know, you can always, we talked about this last podcast, is we could jump into a time machine, what things that we would change, you know. Mm. But, you know, he's got the perfect plan for you and I. Um, it, it, you know, we may not see it right now, but I truly in my heart believe that. Uh, one of the things that was very important to me that I was uh, talking with someone about, my pastor actually, after everything took place, was that, you know, you can always carry him in your heart. And I, I do that a lot. And, you know, even with Sarah, I carry her a lot in my heart because it, 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 she's a very strong person in general. She, it took a lot for her to basically turn her back on me when I wasn't doing her right. And that takes strength. And it takes a lot of courage to do something like that. And, you know, I, I commend her for that. Um, but it, it's, it's difficult. And the same thing with my dad. I carry him in my heart a lot. So, I, you know, through that I learned a lot. Uh, today, you know, can I say that I'm 100% better? Absolutely. Because it's, it's learning through that, growing from that is what I have to do. And you'll see, like I said, in the upcoming podcast, how things get better. You know, there, it, it always does. And it's through the other relationships that I've built, through all the loss that I experienced, that my life is 10 times amazing. You know, could it be better? Absolutely. I don't know anyone who says, oh, my goodness, I live a perfect life, you know, right. and I don't know anyone who says that. But it just, it's a day-by-day type of thing, and the more we grow and the more we learn how important people are in our lives, the better people we're going to be. Man, that's just huge points. Oh, my God. Um, this morning I, I got to thinking about her and uh, my cousin Dave, who unfortunately passed away just a few short years ago at age 53. Um, mm-hmm. Even my grandma, I mean, she, she passed away in 2001. Um, and, and, you know, she was 90-something. And that you, you understand that a little bit easier than somebody in their 50s. Um, mm-hmm. But you just kind of brought up a great point that I thought about this morning, that it's the memories I keep with me and other people, too, that have passed. And, and people that are still alive. And it mm-hmm. helps me to try and do the best I can. Like, you know, try not to be a jerk. Try not to do things mm-hmm. wrong because of their mm-hmm. memory. Like, whether it's honoring them or just mm-hmm. because they came into my life, I want to live better. You know, they, they mm-hmm. invested in me. And that's what I've been spending my life doing now. The people that have invested in me, I'm paying them back by investing in others and trying to just do the right thing and lead a good life. And so that I just walked out of the house this morning feeling you know, a lot better, a lot more powerful, a lot more ready to take the day on because of, you know, those people, their memories that, that, that stay with me. So that, that was a great point that you just brought up, man. Man, just so freaking powerful. Um, real quick here before we end this, in the middle of it, I wrote some notes here, in the middle of it, you know, there wasn't a lot of time between April and August, and then boom, January hits, right, and, right. and your dad passes, you're just kind of still dealing with the being low uh, from the divorce and everything. Did you recognize going even lower? And and how did you how did you step you know get back on your feet just to climb out of that hole because that one obviously took you deeper than uh, recently getting divorced. It was it was I I can't even describe to you how low it was, John. Um, I remember taking my dad to a doctor's appointment right after the divorce and I was driving and I remember recalling to my mouth, uh, my mouth, sorry, my mind 
that at any point driving, I can just turn the car the other way and just basically end everything. But I didn't. I didn't. And, and, and right. the number one thing that stopped me more than anything was knowing that so many more people needed me here mm-hmm. than, than if I chose to do something like that, it would be the most selfish thing that I could actually do. And it would not bring resolution to anything that I was going through um, because it, it would be the coward way out, basically. Mm. Um, that, that's what I kept reminding myself. All I can tell you is that I spent a lot of time praying, a lot of time walking with my higher power, a lot of time reading, writing, talking to people like you and other people that were supportive of what I was going through. Um, you, you just... You know, at those times, such low points, you, you learn to lean on other people that mm. can support you, to be there for you. And I, I tell you, my friend, and you're one of them. I, I would not be here if I didn't have some of the relationships that I have with the people that are in my life right now. Yeah, that's, that's what I remember of, of going through that time with you, that you were connecting to people on a whole new level on a mm-hmm. whole new level and mm-hmm. that was inspiring you know to a lot of people from the standpoint of you know problems that we were facing or or faced after that mm-hmm. were on no we're even close to what you've been through but still being able to draw the example from you um mm-hmm. to apply to our, our lives man i just man that's just so powerful god bless mm-hmm. but tell you, i got so many more notes but i'm going to save them for i'm crossing out things <laughs> that i've asked you and i'm going to circle things I still need to talk to you about because I do know we want to, you know, keep these relatively, you know, digestible and, uh, and short here. But, uh, um, so yeah, definitely looking forward to the next one, brother. This is, this is powerful stuff. This is powerful yeah. stuff. And I love how we got this recording that you can refer back to for doing, you know, some of the great things that you want to do of, you know, whether it's a book, whether it's, you know, you know, video, I mean, whatever you want to do, you don't even know what you want to do yet with this. It's just the doors are opening. So, um, yeah, just, just telling my story, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what that's what we learn best in is when we share stories, and people can learn lessons from that, you know. Yeah. And that's that, you're doing a powerful thing here, buddy. Hey, any last words, Jeff, as we uh, end this third session? Uh, once again, I appreciate your time. Uh, you're doing a fabulous job with this. Five star ratings for you. Mm. Thanks, buddy. I, you know what? It's powerful for me. This is. I know it's helping you, and I know. Um, this is part of what you want to do, but let me tell you, it's helping me too, big time, big time, brother. I'm so so proud to be with you, man. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay, man. You have a good night, and hey, everybody, just uh, stay in touch. And uh, like I said, Jeff, we're going to put together something to where you can get in touch and reach out with uh, to Jeff if you'd like to. Hopefully, we have something available coming up soon, um, because obviously he's been through things that maybe you have that I haven't. And so, you know, talking about it's one thing, but going through it and living through it is totally different to where you can, you know, uh, connect people on an even deeper level. So uh, keep checking on my Facebook page, Coach to Expect Success, over there on Twitter at Coach to Success, and I'll always be around and looking to get in some great discussions. But keep hanging in there, you guys. Keep doing great things. Keep loving on people, and we will talk again soon. See ya. 